Warning, this episode contains discussions of violence and capital punishment on the basis of sexual identity. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. My name's Anthony Padilla, and today I'll be spending a day with bisexuals to uncover the truth about this widely known, yet massively misconceived sexual orientation, including why some people shun bisexuality and call it inherently transphobic, and how one of the people in this video could legally be killed if they dare travel back to visit an entire side of the family after coming out. By the end of this video, we'll find out if identifying as bisexual has been a wholly empowering experience, or if openly using this label has placed them inside a box, inadvertently inviting more judgment than ever before. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Roxy. Hi, nice to meet you. Mad. Hi. Can you define what bisexuality means? Bisexuality means being attracted to my gender and other genders. Mm -hmm. Basically everyone. Everyone who's hot. <laughs> I'm just attracted to attractive people. Hot That's people. Where is the my line type. is drawn. What are some of the most common misconceptions that you hear about bisexuality? That it's easier to date. Like I'm still single, even though I'm attracted to more than one gender. Yeah, but you got you got double the trouble, baby. You got so many options. Double the options, still single, still by myself. Was there a moment when you realized that the attraction that you felt didn't exactly fall into the societal default? I remember in elementary school, like, everyone was attracted to the guys that could run the fastest. It was very primal. They're going to protect me with their yeah, running skills. It was very thick thighs. I would like try to run as fast as possible so girls would crush on me. But then at the same time, any guys that were, would run faster than me, I'd be like, wait, I kind of attracted them too. So like. <laughs> My first kiss was with a girl and I was like, oh, this is great. Probably about eight or nine years old. And my mom used to play a game with me where we'd go through the, the catalogs you'd get in the mail yeah. and we'd circle our favorite outfit on every single page. She was like, why do you like the women in bathing suit so much and I was like I don't know they just make me feel funny I didn't know what that meant did you find yourself trying to suppress that one side of your attraction I was Christian and obviously it wasn't only my hometown and my ethnicity telling me that being mm -hmm. gay was bad it was also the church so I very much went home and tried to pray away the gay nearly every night in elementary school gay was used as an insult like a lot anything remotely feminine or anything remotely like not super, super like hyper masculine was instantly labeled as gay. As soon as I started having these feelings towards like the same sex, I was just like, I started bubbling those down too. Cause I was just like, obviously that's even more gay. Things we say as like little kids, like sticks with us. Yeah. Like in the 2000s, I remember that one commercial with Hillary Duff where she was just like, hey, don't use gay as an insult. That was a cultural shift. She ended homophobia. She like. did, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it since then. How long did you suppress that side of you. By the time I was in high school, I was convinced I was straight. I had numerous boyfriends. There was always a guy I had a crush on. I very much forced myself to have feelings even when I didn't because all I wanted to do was not have feelings for a girl. Do you remember the moment when you fully came to terms with your sexuality? I didn't fully, fully, fully come to terms with it until Honestly, I came out online. Well, you came out online publicly before <laughs> personally with relationships, people that you know. Yes. I felt more safe coming out online first. And I was like, well, if I have that, 
and like that community supporting me. Anything else that comes my way will be a lot easier to deal with. There was this guy and he was very openly trans and I was so into this guy. Someone comes up to me and is like, I can tell you're into that guy. And it's like, yeah, that's totally, you know, whatever. Like he's a guy, I'm a girl, whatever. And they go, well, what about his genitalia? And I was like, oh, I don't care. And then they looked at me a certain way and I was like, wait, I don't care. That's what started the wheels. That's when I was like, wait, maybe, maybe I like everyone. The hardest person to come out to was myself. I didn't really feel the need to tell everybody. I didn't want anything to change between me and other people if like, right. I made it like a big thing. What was it like coming out to your parents? I actually came out like publicly to my mom on TikTok. Wait, how do you come out to your mom on TikTok? I just released my first song out into the world, which was called Boy Bye, which was like my way of coming out. So you wrote a song about being bi before you had even come out to your mom, and then you released yes. that to the public on TikTok. I was listening to these chords and it was minor, major, minor, major. It kept on going back and forth. It just kind of like reminded me about all this like confusion I was feeling at the moment. And then I started singing along instead and I was like, boy, bye. Once it was out, I was just like, I have to tell my mom. And I sat her down. We were like parked right in front of the Chipotle like parking lot. That's where everyone has a deep conversation about their sexuality, right? So I was like, this is my song. And then I like started the recording and then it went dead silent. She didn't say anything. She just sat there and she went. And then the song finished and we essentially had this whole conversation about what the song meant. And she tells me that she loves me and accepts me and she gives me a hug. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I do. It's really good. Good job. <laughs> good job. I love you, baby. I was really glad, and then we drove home, and, and we got Chipotle. The Chipotle yeah. was gonna happen regardless of if she was cool with it. I would have needed it if it went bad, and I would have needed it if it went well. I went home for winter break, and I was talking to my mom, and I said, Mom, my best friend Cece just came out as bisexual. And she was like, oh, that's interesting. Wait, were you testing the waters like, to see how she would react to your friend's coming out story? A hundred percent. So that's when I just decided to throw in, yeah, so am I, by the way. <laughs> She let out one very loud, I'm sorry, what? And then my dad came downstairs and she was like, we'll talk about this later. And next thing I knew, I get a text from my parents saying, none of our family can know. Do you feel like they were coming from a place of trying to protect you? My parents have nothing but love for me. The only reason it was such negative reaction was they knew how much this could hurt me. The insane impact that coming out as bisexual has had on me. They saw that coming and all they wanted to do was stop it. Have your parents eventually come to accepting you and your sexuality? Oh my God, my parents are obsessed with my girlfriend, it's great. We were best friends for six months before we started dating, so they already knew her, they already liked her. Now I think they like her more than me, actually. Oh. She likes to sew and my mom likes to sew and I don't like to sew, that's the problem. Your girlfriend has more in common with your mom. Way more in common. <laughs> How do you think being openly bi has affected your life most? I am half Iranian. So not only was I born in the South, 
but Iran is not accepting of gay people. The punishment for being gay in Iran is the death penalty. So there was actually a story of a guy from May of 2021. You can get out of being in a required military service in Iran if you are gay, but you have to disclose to the government that you're gay in order to get the card that says, I can't be in the military because I'm gay. His family found it and his family actually murdered him and beheaded him in an honor killing because he dishonored oh their family because God. he was gay. Do you get to visit family that live over there still? Absolutely not, no. The thing that's stopping me is being gay. It rips me apart every single day. I think about it every single day of my life. Did you know when you were coming out that that would be a sacrifice that you'd be making? Yeah. I knew, and you know, that's a sacrifice that broke my heart, but it was one that I had to make if I wanted to exist as my true self. Do you deal with a lot of people who, when they hear the term bisexual, or they hear that you're bisexual, the first thing they think of is sex? I feel like I even see a lot of people thinking it's more of, of, of just a sex thing when it comes to attraction. Like, probably want to marry a man, but you just want to hook up with a woman for fun. Literally everyone assumes that all we want is threesomes. And like, sometimes we do, <laughs> but like not innately. Yeah. And you can't put that on me. <laughs> Only down in a very specific circumstance. Exactly, usually with people that don't assume I want that. That's the trick. Do you think that bisexuality has been overly sexualized because it has the word sexuality directly in the name? I really do think that's a part of it. If you're straight, you can say I'm straight. If you're gay, you can say I'm gay. If you're lesbian, you can say I'm a lesbian. But the only word we really have to describe the way that I experience sexuality and romance is bisexual. To be considered a valid bisexual, people feel the need to ask for your sexual history. That is not something that people do right. with most other right. sexualities. You never would ask a straight person, well, have you actually had straight sex yet? How do you know that you're straight if you haven't had straight sex yet? Like, that's creepy. Do you think everyone should publicly identify with the label for things like sexual orientation? If you feel like a label will, will bring you community and comfort, then do it. But I definitely think that we also don't need them and sometimes we can get too wrapped up in them. There's always this weird pressure to like label yourself and confine yourself in like a box when sexuality is like a spectrum. Plus it comes with so many uh, stereotypes and just preconceived ideas of what you must be like. I really hope we get to the point where we can just exist in our bodies and no one second guesses us the second that we start doing something obscure. Have you ever had people in or out of the LGBTQ community, like on either side, saying, just pick a side? When I'm dating someone of a certain gender, I am then stereotyped as that person. So right now, a lot of people are like, cool, you're a lesbian. And I'll be like, no, I'm bi. And they're like, why does it matter that you're still bi? In reality, does it matter? I don't know, but it's my experience of life. And I don't want people to erase a part of my identity. Do you experience bi erasure? It's essentially saying that we're either fake, we don't exist, or our experiences aren't valid. Especially with people who have only dated people of a certain gender and they haven't had the experience of dating multiple genders, those people are especially erased. They're like, oh, you don't belong here because right now you're dating someone of the opposite gender. The most hurtful thing that 
anyone has ever said to me was, I don't think you're bi. I just think that you haven't found any boys you like or boys that like you. So you're going to date girls now. It took me a really, really, really long time to get to the point where I could say I was bi. And to hear people try to take that away from me because of whatever experience they see, that hurts. I've seen some people claim that bisexuality suggests that there are only two genders and therefore inherently is transphobic. How far do you think that is from the truth? You realize that the word bilingual has the word bi in it, meaning that a person speaks two languages. Right. It doesn't mean that there are only two languages. There's a multitude of languages out there. Same thing goes for, for bisexuality. Like, you're attracted to two genders. Yeah, sexuality is such a personal thing that you can't or shouldn't police someone based on who they say that they are or are not attracted to. And it has nothing to do yeah. with not accepting them as people if you're not attracted to them. It just means that you're not attracted to them and that's it, right? People are attracted to different things. To say that all bisexual people are transphobic and would not date a trans person, I feel like that is very closed-minded. What do you think about people saying that someone is queer baiting? Before we continue learning about the world of bisexuality, I'd like to thank the thousands of you that sent in video submissions hoping to be in this episode. I really appreciate your trust in me and this series in covering these topics that I know are so important to so many of you. And I'd like to thank Warby Parker for sponsoring this episode and helping to make this series possible in the first place. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care in stores and online, so you can mosey on over to their free home try-on program and order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days, meaning there's absolutely no obligation to buy any of them. They ship for free and include a prepaid return shipping label. It's that easy. I personally found the whole process stupidly simple and now I've got more sex appeal than I know what to do. By the way, glasses start at just $95 a pop, including prescription lenses. Let that sink in for just five seconds. So try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash padilla. And if you were wondering if we get a second sponsor for this episode, that answer would be thank you Bombas for sponsoring this episode, which I am so stoked about. All I wear is Bombas and Bombas' mission is very fucking simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be clothes that you can't wait to put on every single day. And they accomplished that goal. Everything's just so soft and seamless and tagless. So if you find yourself desperately desiring to indulge in a true delicacy for your flesh and also support this series, go to bombas.com slash Padilla and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Padilla for 20% off. Now, back to the world of bisexuality. What do you think about people saying that someone is queer baiting if they're publicly appearing queer with someone while seemingly being straight otherwise? When people are not ready to come out, but they're kind of just starting to present more queer, it can be really harmful for someone to just be like, queer baiting, it can kind of like, 
shift you back into the closet. It can make you come out like sooner than you're ready. When I was a really, really, really strong ally online, I definitely got some queer baiting accusations. It was hard for me for like, especially your own community yeah. to be kind of like mixing up your intentions. I do see how things could get a little dicey though if let's say a public figure did something with someone and it could appear as queer and then they are told by millions of people that they're queer baiting. If that person really was interested in this behavior, then they may say, oh, I can never openly be this thing. It's been proven to me, I can't. I've been attacked too many times. Exactly. Especially when you don't owe anyone an explanation of your sexuality at all. A lot of people had issues with the Billie Eilish music video that happened a couple months ago. A lot of people accused her of queer baiting and then said, you know, you either have to come out or you have to apologize. Sometimes we put people into uncomfortable situations where maybe what they were doing is genuinely queer. They're just not ready to really face it yet. Yeah. And that's when we get into a lot of controversial discourse. It places this, this pressure on these people in, in very public positions to come out and place themselves in a position where they might lose opportunities or they're just not feeling comfortable with it or they might not even be out to their family. They're trying to box people into something, telling them that they have to identify with something. And I even deal with that yeah. at the beginning of my my videos when I introduce people. I give every guest a, you know, the opportunity to display their pronouns if they want. I receive people in the comments saying, wow, Anthony, you need to make this uh, normal instead of only showing it for you know trans people. You need to display it for everyone. From my perspective, I'm like, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't want to make people feel forced to label themselves when everyone doesn't need a label. Not everyone has a label that they even want to identify with and not everyone wants to advertise a label at all for so many different reasons. Everybody is in their own steps of their own self-discovery. Just because you are in a place of accepting yourself and, and knowing yourself doesn't mean that everybody else is at that stage yet. Do you ever deal with people who think that because you're bi, that you must be 50% attracted to man and 50% attracted to woman? People can go through phases. Like it can literally even be months to months. Like I changed my dating app settings all the fucking time. <laughs> I have weeks where I'm like, I am into nothing but cinnamon toast crunch. Every dinner, three bowls. Valid. And you know, that doesn't Valid. mean, that doesn't mean I hate all the other foods that exist I won't out tell there. Lucky charms. Thank you. You know, I was a little bit worried <laughs> about him. him. As soon as I came out, I felt this inherent pressure to like constantly be on this balancing act of, oh, I dated a, a guy, so now I have to go date a girl. That's not how it works at all. Like, I, it's right. just like, I don't want to feel this pressure to equally date the same amount of each gender just in order to maintain the label. I also feel this pressure to be in this weird gray area between masculine and feminine because I feel like those are inherently tied to sexuality for some reason and to like code switch and do all these like gymnastics yeah. to like be both at the same time right. just because I have this label. What is your favorite part about identifying as bisexual? The way that I experience romance and sexuality has given me 
so many experiences that I wouldn't have otherwise understood what it's like to love a man. I've understood what it's like to love a woman. I've understood what it's like to love a non-binary person. There's not a lot of people who get to understand what it's like to experience all these different kinds of attraction. Mm. And I think that those experiences make me a more well-rounded human being. And yeah. I understand myself better. I understand other people better. And I wouldn't want to be any other way. If there's anyone watching who feels like they might identify as bisexual, but they feel hesitant in using that label due to the stigma. Is there anything that you want to say to them? The fairy gay mother is never going to float down from the ceiling and let you know that you are gay or you are straight. The only person in the entire world that can tell you that you are gay is you. The feelings you're feeling towards people of the same gender, straight people don't feel like that. I can confirm that. Yeah, I, I don't see, know if you look, can confirm that, but I can confirm that. <laughs> people people think that, oh, everyone feels this way. No, not everyone feels this way, honey. You're just gay. <laughs> and it's fine. You're just bi. It's fine. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly into camera. Go. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at rocks and uh. And thanks to my parents for loving me and accepting me for who I am. I love you guys. I'm Jesse Page, J-E-S-S-I-E-P-A-E-G-E on Twitter, Instagram. Follow me for Bye Magic. Go stream my new song, Killer Queen, Heartbreak Honeymoon, and look out for my new EP coming soon. It's called Homecoming. Subscribe to Anthony Padilla because both him and his girlfriend are hot. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I, Dude, I agree. Is a cat. I agree. Oh, she is. Trust me, I do know that. I have heard people say that they have fully come to terms with their bisexuality after seeing us together. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being someone's bi-awakening. A lot of your audience is probably questioning themselves right now. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with that. Well, there you have it. I spent a day with bisexuals, and I feel like I've come to understand how the labels that we give ourselves, while extremely empowering, also do so much to change the way that others perceive us. And any lifestyle that fits outside of the box of what's expected of us can trickle down and affect so many different elements of our lives. That's so girl wearing a skirt as a top. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you drawing your best, Nikki? Was that not good? <laughs> I thought I was doing a good job. Like, I mean, it looked good in my opinion. It was somewhere on the spectrum between Mickey Mouse and Wiener. It wasn't full-blown one way or the other. Fair, fair. <laughs> and hey, podcast listeners, this message is specifically for you. So open up your ear holes real wide because I just wanted to say how much we appreciate all the comments and feedback that you guys are giving on the show, the ratings that you guys are leaving on Apple and just, just how much excitement I feel from all of you about this series. So we'd really love to learn more about you and what you're into and use that to make more creative choices about the show and the types of sponsors that we cover. And in order to do that, we'd really appreciate if you could take just a couple minutes to fill out a quick survey. So I'll go ahead and leave a link down in the description of this episode, or you can visit bit.ly slash Padilla Feedback. And if you don't know how to spell Padilla by now, that's bit.ly slash P-A-D-I-L-L-A Feedback. Thank you all so much.